Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Find 15% off the Minamusal range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $18.69. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Monday the 30th of May, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. I'm live out of Hamilton at the moment. I'm at the Quantum Lodge and I'm at reception. And if you're checking out, come in and see me. Come in and see me. The lovely team here, Tony and the crew have accommodated me. My internet wasn't working in the room, so I've come into the reception and I've taken over for the morning show. Looking forward to wrapping in. It's been a big weekend of sport before I head over to the team. And, well, just get an update of how their weekends were. I'll let you know what we got on the show today. Time to head over to the Europe after 7 o'clock. We're going to have a chat to Lima Sapuanga and his Lyon team. They won the Challenge Cup over in France. They, they beat Toulon, 32-12 in that final. And if you want to go have a listen and kind of get an understanding what kind of interview is coming up, well, go listen to Jordan Talfour's uh, post-match interview with... Uh, the broadcaster over there uh, was pretty on the button, really. Um, I've been with Jordan when he celebrated, and he goes, well, he goes for gold. So we're going to have a chat to Lima Sapuanga. They are uh, taking on La Rochelle this Sunday, so they're back straight into it to try and win the French top 14. But it was a great weekend for Kiwi rugby players over in Europe. You had Leon winning the Challenge Cup, and then you had La Rochelle with Ronan O'Gara. You had Ehia West playing 10, and Victor Vito's played over 100 games for La Rochelle winning the Champions League over Leinster. So awesome weekend of sport. We'll rip in some rugby then, and then after that we're going to have a chat to another one for the famous Bumblebee Colours out of Cambridge as Pinarello wins the Queensland Derby Group 1. Leith Innes, final ride, and what a way to go out. We'll chat to trainer Robert Wellwood about that fantastic win. And uh, obviously Leith Innes' amazing career. We'll chat about that soon. And then Joe Wheeler, after eight, will come on as his Highlanders have limped into the playoffs after yesterday's one-point loss to the Rebels. Joe was also at that historical win for Minor Pacifica over the Brumbies, which, well, just really shook up the um, playoff table. Crusaders were originally going to take on the Brumbies. They're looking like if they get the job done, all the top four team gets the job done, they'll take on the Chiefs at home. And, well, 
Chiefs have already beaten them at home this year, so it's a bit of a shake-up for the Super Rugby playoffs. Joe Wheeler will give us a little rundown on the playoffs as he sees it. And then to end the show, looking forward to this one, Leith the Lethal Innes has retired from all racing, and what a way to go out. His amazing wife, Jess Innes, will come on the show and just tell us about his career, his decision on why he wanted to... Oh, turn the page, really, and, and move forward. He's um, he's done it all, 25 Group 1s, over 500 um, races that he's won on top of the horse, and, uh, well, he's an absolute champion. So we're going to get her on. She's a big part of our show at SENZ, and uh, she'll have a chat about 8.40. So that's our show for the morning. Give us a text anytime, double eight double three, or even better, give us a call on the Kennards High phone line, 0800 150 to live in. Lots to chat about, lads. Hope you're all well. Morning to you over there in Auckland. Kempi, Louie, Joe, Kez and Aroha. Morning, uh, morning, Ozzy. I hope you got your breakfast ordered up there at the uh, Quantum. Tony's uh, head, head, headed out with the menu. I've seen you put, oh. making plenty of ticks in them eggs and Hello, bacon boxes. reception. Is he speaking? <laughs> Outstanding <laughs> service. Mate, I, I arrived last night and I went in and tried to set the radio up and I was like, oh no, just your worst nightmare. I, I planned this trip and I told the um, lady, Brooke, that was organising the accommodation, I said, I don't mind where I'm staying, I just need a plug-in. I need a, uh, you know, I need a landline where I can just plug the radio in so I can get the radio going. I plugged it in, it wasn't working. I was like, oh no. Went over and told the reception and, and Tony and, and the team here and they accommodated me and they were like, oh, well, you can sit at the reception. And I said, well, has anyone going to check out? And they're like, hopefully not. Hopefully not. So I'm at reception at the Quantum Motor Lodge in Hamilton. Uh, it's a beautiful spot. They've been really accommodating. And Tony came in this morning at about half past five and he's like, do you want a coffee? And I was like, I'd love a coffee. Got me a coffee. And then he brought a sheet in and he says, what's the frequency and do you want breakfast? So I've got breakfast coming at 7.30, boys. A bit of bacon and eggs on toast. <laughs> no and, one uh, checking out. No one checking out before nine in the Tron, mate. Don't know. And please. No one goes to work down there, eh? <laughs> Please don't check out because I don't know what to do. There's a whole big setup here. There's lots of um, computer screens and everything. But, uh, yeah, we've got the show going, boys. I'm going to rip in throughout the day. Lots happening over the weekend. But you have a good weekend, Kempe. Mate, tell us about that setup. Oh, mate, yeah. No, wow. no. I did a, uh, I did a recce up to Kirikiri on the weekend. Just, um, you know, purchased a, a place up there for retirement and had a look at it. Finally uh, get the handover next week. Uh, mate, really interesting actually. I've got to talk about it a little bit more during the morning. Um, but yeah, nah, beautiful man, it's a beautiful mate. spot. I uh, I was actually I actually grew up there, um, and just to go back now and see how much it's developed, it's been awesome. Mate, that setup. When you seen that photo of that view over the Bay of Islands, mate, that just wow, mate, what a spot. Well earned, mate, to go back there and and park up and retire and just live life you, you like your fishing though i don't mind my fishing I'm, i i'm more like lying on a surfboard and and relaxing mm. that's that's more my scene but i haven't been able to do that the last couple of years with a shocking operation i had on my right knee um but yeah some some mate the the neighbor which i didn't know is one of my best mates bought the property right next door so and he's a oh. mad fisherman i mean like oh. he um yeah there'd be no short of he's a game he's a gamesman there'd be no short of uh wild um, anything Watson, fish? No, no, no. But he might as well be a With Matt his Watson. Attracted. Tra- <laughs> yeah, his, his daughter was New Zealand's. Uh, I think she was New Zealand's deep sea 
um, champ there for a while. Went to the world champs for fishing, and uh, he's Brandon's not a bad um, deep sea diver himself, mate. We used to go to. He's a real crazy dude. Mm. We used to go when I first met him. He, him and him and his partner Ed Chignall, um, they both own a company called Treescape. And they basically what they do is go around New Zealand, work with Vector, take all the trees off the power lines and stuff like that. Got a beautiful company. Um, and we went to the barrier, mate, for a surf. So Brandon's on the back of the boat, first time we ever met him. So we go out to the barrier. You've been out the barrier. They've got the pinnacles up there, um, way out on the northern end. And next minute, we, Brandon goes, just drop me off here. And I'm like, and I'm just like, I'm thinking, oh, you know, he's got some tanks and he's going to go for a dive and... And no, he just popped over the back, no tanks, with a with a snorkel and a and a little sack with a flag. And oh. mate, we went surfing right around to um, Okiwi Bay, which is like another forty minutes in a boat. And we surf for four hours. And I'm and all the time I'm there, I'm thinking, but what about Brandon? Like, we've just dropped him out in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> yeah. and he's just gone for a dive and swum swim around the, the back of the island. We picked him up four hours, found the flag. Um, you know, a long way away from where we dropped him off, and mate, he pops out of the water and out pop, out pop with him. He's mate, he's got this kingy in his in, a, in his graphs, and he's bloody got the stabbing motion with the kingy, and he's yelling out, "Throw me another spear!" This kingy's head, mate, I couldn't get my arm around it. So throwing in another spear gun, he's he's gone flipped up and he's obviously hooked into it again, throwing the throwing it on and we pulled it on with a bungee. Mate, Aww. the thing couldn't fit on the back of the boat, it was that big. Um, but yeah, we, I call him Rambo. I call him Rambo, he's a real gamesman, you know. So, mate, a be- beautiful spot up there. I'm looking forward to spending time with him. And, and yeah, just, mate, I, I, I couldn't help myself. I got involved in the grassroots up there right on Saturday. I'm phoning Did the you? council and, and board members. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up shortly in my uh, off-the-back fence. So, mate, nice. uh, apart from that... Um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to getting north. Oh, mate, that is living. That is living. Living off the land, Unc. That's, uh, wow, every Kiwi bloke's dream to, to get a spot like that up north in Great Barrier. I've never been fishing up that those, that far, um, but I've heard it's, well, outrageous. Just think, drop a line, anything. I don't think they wear um, Yeezys in the water. <laughs> That's the only issue. <laughs> no, no, my brother my brother lives up there. He's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a farm up there. He's got his own private access to a beach out on the east coast. And um, mate, if you want to go fishing, you won't even have to get your feet wet. He'll throw. He'll. He. I've seen it. They did a show with him. Not Matt. Not Matt Watson. But they did another um, show with my brother, mate. And he's walking these snapper, these eighteen-pound snapper, up onto the beach like mm. like pets. He's just bringing them up, and I'm going, mate. I haven't been fishing with him up there, but it's on TV, and I'm just going, that is insane, man. He goes, I told you, I mate, told you what it's like up here. Kimpy, while we've got decades to talk about your retirement, mate, can I just, can we? We've actually got this is like Saturday night, the amount of sport going on right now. I've just watched the Gujarat Titans beat uh, Trent Bolt in the Rajasthan Royals in the IPL final. That is pumped to six. Um, so that, that's a bit of breaking wow. news. That's literally just happened in the last kind of five minutes. Now, Trent Bolt, he can hold his head high. From his four overs, he conceded 14 runs. He bowled a maiden. He had a wicket. So he went at an economy rate of 3.5 from his four overs in an IPL final, and everyone else leaked around him. So, Bolty, you can hold your head high, mate. Um, it was a low total they were defending. So Gujarat has won. Wow. Scott Dixon is leading the IndyCar 500 right now. Uh, he is leading the uh, lap 107 out of 200. We've got Rafael Nadal and Ogier uh, Alissime tied up two sets each in an absolute thriller in the third round at Roland Garros. Ryan Fox has lost 
in a playoff oh, on the gosh. DP World Tour to uh, Victor Perez. Um, 13 under, they were tied, and he just went down. So that's another top five for Foxy on the European Tour. And Steve Alka, our other gun Kiwi golfer at the moment, doing great things, is only four shots back in the final round of the Senior PGA Championship. Um, he is 10 under through four. Uh, Ames is 14 under through four, and Bernard Langer is 11 under. So around the grounds, that's what's happening with New Zealanders around the world right now, is he? We are going off. Wow. They are going off for sure. Ryan Fox, that text message just came through on the text machine, so appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, he's lost the Perez in the playoff hole. Man, he is flying at the moment, Foxy. Eh? If he can carry this form into into the majors when he when he's playing in the open next, mate, he's surely got to be a chance. He, like, in all honesty, winning, you just show the enormity of winning a major and how difficult it is. But if he keeps up this form, we're surely... Surely, Louis. Surely, Louis. He's got to be there or thereabouts one time to have an opportunity. Well, he wasn't. You know, three three rounds at the PGA Championship. He was playing some really good golf. I wonder if he's close to a start in the US Open. Um, we'll find that out because that's the next uh, major up, and that's actually only in two weeks' time. So, if he that would be the one if he can keep his form rolling. I don't know whether he's got a start. Mm, be interesting to find out. Maybe that that text on the ten temper tip bedpost text machine. Let us know. What does he, he have to do? Because surely at top two, if he'd have won that, that would have potentially got him in. Um, I don't know if the top two. What's his world ranking? Uh, pretty pretty high. Well, it should be climbing. because it, yeah. So we'll, we'll find that out. Look, other yeah. things going on. Um, you're right. Is he super rugby? Uh, look, we've got the Game 7 Miami-Boston Eastern Conference finals today. Um, Liam Lawson went pretty good. In the, he mm. ended up getting pole stripped off him, but I think he finished about eighth in the F2. Uh, Chico Perez, Sergio Perez has won the Monaco Grand Prix. Uh, we've got, as you said, all the European rugby finishing up. It has been just a hectic sporting weekend. And then you throw in Pinarello Kempi winning the mm. Queensland Derby and just one of the best rides. And you, you've watched Lee Thinnis for a oh. long time. Remember the Kawi days? Lee Thinnis has probably put out... I, I don't know if I've seen a better ride in my lifetime following racing the man I do. The, the way he has conjured that in his last... The mic drop, what did you make of it? Oh, look, I'm really surprised that he's, you know, um, pulled up stumps. So I've been watching Leith for, well, what, nearly 30 years. So, you know, I remember when he was on the scene with Michael Walker, um, OP himself, you know, um, the Bradleys, uh, you know, all all of those really, really good jockeys way back in the in the early days. And, and Leith was just a whippersnipper running around, you know, the, the big tracks of Trentham's the Hawke's Bay. So um, to, to uh, looking at his... The first thing I thought about Louis when I when I when I heard it was just to think how far back we go, yeah. um, but then you're looking at the you know, 31 Group One winners. Um, geez, what a career! Like oh, just to get one career. Group One, but yeah. to have 30 of them is is such a fantastic effort. And and the way he did it too in Pinarello, um, genius. Yeah, like. Mate, I'm lost for words. I, when when you when you that's why I said to you, are you telling the truth? You know, when you text me that Leith is retired straight after the race, and I was like, man, good on you, good on you for you know thinking that there's you know something else you can do and and going out on your own terms. So yeah. I'm looking really looking forward to talking to Jess this morning. Um, just just to ask her what's in what's in. Uh, in line for Leith because you know what Leith said. He said, oh, I guess I'm going to have to go out and get a job. 
Like yeah. it was his passion, <laughs> it was his life, and now he's actually going to have to get out into the real world. So, be good to talk to Jess about what that looks like because I've obviously spoken well, about it. Is he? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I guess on the other side of it, man, there's so much that goes through the jockeys' bodies and how much they have to do to drop weight. Four so. kgs every week or thereabout. Yeah, bro. Like so. Leith, because Leith was riding. He he always wanted to be able to ride. 54, you know, to be able to ride the, the horses that Brendan and Joe had. You know, like, he, yep. he's not... So he wasn't cheating, but he was just beating himself up, his body up. So, man, like, congratulations, Azzy. Isn't that a fairy tale for every athlete to be able to go out at the pinnacle? Isn't that what you always want? Mate, that's what you want. And it doesn't always ha- happen like that. There's injuries, there's uh, loss of form, and then you've been forced to retire. So he's he's that's what legends do, mate. They they can retire when they feel like they need to. And and at the moment, well, from what I'm hearing, is last year his heart wasn't in it. He was kind of humming and hiring, and then this was the perfect opportunity. And I just yeah, whatever he does, mate. He's got an awesome family, a beautiful wife that's um, going to support him. I can see him. Maybe jumping into some TV rounds like Michael Walker doing, and you know, like I could see him potentially jumping and doing oh, something like that. But come host mate, the yeah. good oil, <laughs> the good yeah. oil on, on Saturday. He'll be leading us into a few tips. You mate, know, what? the worst thing about that is I was constantly watching Dark Destroyer because I had a wee bit on it, and I don't want to even get in my punting. That's my only punting chat of the weekend yep, that good, I'm going to be good. talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't really watching Panarello, and then I just seen these bumblebee colours. Like old um, Bumblebee from Transformers just erupting <laughs> through the middle, and um, I was just like, "What are you doing?" Oh, so yeah, I was deflated, but then I was, um, you know, just really up for full Ethanus for him to go out on top. Yeah, hundred percent. Well said, Izzy. We'll talk to uh, Robert Wellwood and then Jess Innes later on because I think we need to pump this one up. It is nineteen minutes past six o'clock. Can't wait. Question of the day. There's so many places to go. There's so many places to go today. Uh, we just have to work through this massive sports day methodically, otherwise we'll overwhelm ourselves. I see Dooley up there in his IPL kit, absolutely loving it on the tally. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to the IPL. I want to start with Super Rugby this week because the playoff picture is set, and somehow the playoffs include the Highlanders. The Highlanders, the team that won four games, I think they lost ten games, and they have finished eighth. You thought they needed to beat the Rebels yesterday and they stole defeat out of the jaws of victory from that game and they managed to lose to the Rebels but secure a bonus point and still make the playoffs. So my can't wait question of the day for you is lots of people have been saying it. Are the Super Rugby Pacific playoff structure, is it farcical or is this just how it needed to be? Eight teams, would you have preferred six? Would you have preferred four? Eight teams, meaning that the Highlanders, who won four games, are going to be playing the Blues and have a chance to knock them out, who have run a perfect season pretty much. What do you make of it? 0800-150-811, the Kenatai phone line, or double eight double three. I've got a $50 TAB bonus bet. So come through. Start us off with some Super Rugby chat this morning. Izzy, you're first up after the break. Here we are, 21 minutes past six, with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. A lot happening in the world of sports. Scott Dixon's leading the Indy 500 lap, 118 of 500. Can't wait question of the day. I I thought about this a lot last night. I was so confused that the Highlanders, A, managed to lose the game against the Rebels. But they're still in the playoffs, Izzy. So this eight-team Super Rugby system, is it a farce? Oh, look, it's, yeah. I touched on it at the start of this. See, I remember having this chat with Joey Wheeler about it, and... um, 
you know, like top eight is obviously only four teams are unmake, unable to make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm probably not a big fan. I think another another uh, scenario I put forward to to Joey, and I think it all comes down to broadcasting and and the games that that are going to be on table. I was thinking maybe top two have a week off, and then the top you just have like a top six kind of scenario, and then you have the uh, three to six that play around to face the top two, and that's how we kind of get through it. Um, yep. The extra two, yeah. But it just comes down to broadcast. Yeah, I'm not a fan, if I'm going to be completely honest, but it is what it is, and I can understand. It's not a, a nice way when you know a, a Highlanders outfit's just limped in um, because of some sort of scenario, one point win. And another question, Lily. The Rebels knew the scenario for the force. As a fellow Australians, do you reckon they should have kicked to the corner and tried to go for that win? And if they had scored a, a try with a kick, the force are in. Nah, you gotta finish. <laughs> you want to finish your year on a high, no matter what. I kind of get it. Like I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, everyone from themselves. Kimpy, what if the Highlanders go to Eden Park and as a four-win regular season team somehow knock off the Blues? Will that be like a? Will that just be sport, or is that unfair? Oh, totally unfair. I'm I'm against this type of finals. Um, I think it should be a top five. I think one and two should should have uh, the week off. Three, yeah. uh, uh, sorry, one has the week off. Two plays three, four plays five, and then it's a knockout straight through. Um, that's, that's so what so doing so, the league, so that, yeah, they they used to have a top five system. It's the best final system I've I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what it does is it rewards the teams that finish top, yeah. and that's what the final should be about. In your yeah. in your grand final. Um, if you're reflective of the season, you should have one playing two. But a system like a top five where one has the week off, two plays three, uh, four plays five, and then the loser plays the winner two, uh, the loser of two versus three, it, it means that the better teams are always getting a shot to get into that final. Yeah, you look around the world and that's what lots of different sports teams do. They they kind of um, give preferential treatment to the higher seeds. Dean on the Kennards Higher phone line, uh, you're down in Dunedin, mate. Are you just happy to see the Landers there? Hell no. I don't even support them. But, um, <laughs> I um I got a, I, I listened to it on the wireless. So I probably didn't have any money to buy this guy on the phone this week. I didn't get paid from a client. Well, all those things aren't happening from time to time. It is what it is. But no, I mean I don't understand how they can even. I don't know like their team selections at all. Like, how do you go into a game like that when you you know you've probably got to win it? And you don't even have a goal kicker. There's no chance hurt. Like I I don't know. But yeah, I mean, he's got Yeah, he is it. Yeah, okay, that's that's a shame. But if Shannon Fazell was there and young Sam Gilbert was there and they were going up to Eden Park, I wouldn't be just. I'd have a punt on them to be fair. Because it's a mm. two horse race, mm. and I don't like the, I don't like the system any more than you guys do. Like Kimmy's Kimpy's theory there that has a lot of merit to me, and I, I'm a big fan of sport. If you can't have a home and away. You have it over two years, home and away, but you should have it either top five or top four. Like there's a glaring difference between the top four and the bottom four of this semi-final thing. But anything can happen in a two-horse race, as you know. That's what we love. Yeah, no, 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 you're right, Dean, and and, and you make a good point. Like the, they're, they're there now, and somebody had to make take the spot, and that's what we've got. Jamie saying on double eight, double three. Hi guys, some people are not happy with the previous playoff system, and some people won't mm. like this one, and some people won't like the next one. But I reckon top six, and I'm a Highlanders fan. That's from Jamie, and you're right. It is totally subjective, Jamie and Dean. Uh, the point is, the Highlanders there. They're going to Eden Park, and we'll have to ask Joey. Do we dare to dream? Do we? Because remember a couple of weeks ago, he was just starting to wonder, is he? 
Yeah, we dared a dream, for sure. The dream's still alive for Joey, and I messaged him, and I said, mate, come on, you put the foot into the Crusaders last time you were on. Maybe we put the foot into the landers for Liam Limp. But I actually messaged him before that game, so be interesting to see what he says. Look, it's all op- options are, are meritable, for sure. And it all just comes down to Sky. They've got the broadcasting rights. They need games on the telly, so they're trying to get the maximum you know, exposure for their brand on the TV and the top eight system right now, that's what showcases it. I like the way the league do it. I'm unsure. I'm unsure if you, you know, I can understand like when you're top, you should be given a chance, but we've seen it with the Storm when they played the Warriors and they're eight and the Warriors beat them and then they had to go through and the Warriors got a week off or some sort of scenario. I can see that, um, but I just feel, yeah, we, we need to be shook up. <laughs> Maybe go back to... It's 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 actually I think the you what you're saying it's it's actually making me laugh because you and Jamie's points kind of collide. Whatever mm. happens, we'll have this conversation. It's yeah. it's it's the most obvious can't. I should have penciled this can't wait question of the day and like eight months ago on the calendar because we were always yeah. going to have the conversation. Twenty eight minutes away from seven. Uh, keep them coming through. What do you think of it? Is it far school? Do you not mind it? Uh, Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together with shaping and building New Zealand. Scott Dixon still in charge in the Indy 500. We'll talk some love racing after this. SNZ 26 minutes away from 7 o'clock and Rafael Nadal put his back up against the wall and watch him swing his way out. He's now serving for the match after getting a break after nearly being broken by himself by Felix Ogier Alissime and now he's got the key break and he is about to serve for the match in the third round. So he survives setting up what would be a, um, a a clash with Djokovic. I think they're really close on the draw, so he, that can't be far away. Scott Dixon still leading the Indy 500. Uh, we've got Steve Alka, who is hot on the pace at the PGA Seniors Championships. He's three shots off into a tie for second now with Bernard Langer. So we'll try to keep you updated with all the sport going on around the world, but it's not necessarily easy. Loveracing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Izzy, you said, you said you were watching Dark Destroyer in the Derby. A real good run from Dark Destroyer and Sam Weatherly as well. Like they, yeah. they should be really mm. proud. I think they would have suited a bit of a wetter track. They got kind of cuddled up on the corner. And really, Leith and Pinarello just won it with the ride. That was the only difference, you know? Mm, he got he put the pressure on early on their home straight. Pinarello just got out, got going, and then I was watching Dark Destroyer. They actually flew home. An extra 50 metres, it might have won. Um, so yeah, Sam Whitley had a, had a great ride, and uh, it was interesting, Louis. What, what part of the track you reckon was the best? I was watching a couple go on the inside, and I thought a few of them, particularly um, Huerta, Huerta, that beat uh, oh, that, one, yep. that one on the, yep, yeah, Zaki, that one on yep. the inside. Yep. Yeah, beat, beat Zaki. Yeah, like so we stopped Zaki. So so mm. hands up, who backed him? I actually didn't. So I actually can't. Yeah. Say, I actually was I was deep on the chosen one. I top, I didn't. Top four. Yeah, wow. Okay, maybe the curse has stopped. Maybe we've been cleansed. I was Mm. deep on the chosen one, top four in the Doombin Cup, and and he got cuddled (laughs) up on the corner and he just charged and then he went past, he he was fourth about two metres past the post, so that's another hard luck punting story. Shannon's going to love to hear that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's just a classic. The fearless one? 
the fearless one was huge for Robbie Patterson. Huge for Robbie Patterson. And that horse is going to go on and win some staying races. Um, but Zaki was rolled. I think, to answer your question, Izzy, I think you wanted to be on a, that track that drives so well. You wanted to be on the pace if, this, if you could yeah. take the tempo out of it and then dash home. But, you know, Pinarello, barrier 19 or I think it was 17 of 18, like, he... Yeah, he, he was it was a master training effort, and we'll talk to Robert Wellwood about it, but there's just not many jockeys that could even give him the chance to think about winning the race. Like, mm. there's just... It was pure instinct from Leith to... He ran the track, he knew he wanted to be closer to the speed, so he jumped him out of the gates, and then he is just chucked on the right stirrup and just completely gone flying to the fence as soon as he saw an opening, and he finished up, like, three back, one off from barrier 17 after 300 metres. Like, that's... Mm. That might happen one percent of the times. It's just it was you know it was one of those rides and Sam Weatherly on Dark Destroyer charging home. I'd just like to say I really think this is a huge hole in the New Zealand riding ranks with Leith Kempe. Yeah. You know, there's not many jockeys we can back with confidence. Leith is one of them. Sam Weatherly, and I've said this on the show before, his part to play in being one of New Zealand's top riders, like his time needs to be now, and, and we need more youngsters coming through because that's the disappointing thing with Leith going. It's another senior jockey, and we don't know how far away we are from Opie and Vinny and these other guys that have been doing it for 20-odd years. Like, we are, there's a changing of the guard, eh? Yeah, definitely, and I've had, a, I've had this conversation with Bruce. Um, one of the roles that he needs to do is, is get racing recognised as sport by Sport New mm. Zealand. And also yeah. high performance sport in and around the jockeys, and start to put it um, as a sport out there into the public domain, so kids that are at schools can see that there's an avenue with the local trainers into a, a livelihood of either being a jockey or a horseman. So, um, you know, back in Lee's day, there's there was a ton of them. You know, Opie's yeah. still going around, Mickey Walker's still going around. You know, you, you had Sam Spratt come onto the scene, blah blah blah. It goes on and on um, around those jockeys. So, what we need to do now is New Zealand needs to step up to that sporting arena. They need to accept it as a sport. And mm. we need to we need to give kids that can be jockeys an opportunity to, to choose. Yeah, you don't just have to be a halfback. As a sport. No, you don't have to be a halfback, mate. How many imagine being imagine being a, a, a kid that can ride at that weight knowing that it's actually an occupation. And it's an occupation for life. It's not just an occupation God. like rugby for ten years. Good cash. Good cash. Danielle Johnson, another one that's gone. So there's a hole. We've got a big hole in the New Zealand. Yeah, so you, Sam Weatherly takes a step up. Michael Michael McNab, McNabber, is he going to... Yeah, he's, he's in the take, prime of his career. Yeah, so I, I like that, Uncle, because, um, yeah, you, you're obviously really close to Bruce Sherrick, and I think the understanding is there's just so much separation between us and Australia, and Australia's just more enticing for these jockeys to go over and, and get it. And I think on the other side, I don't know what's happening on the inside, but just little little bits of detail, little things that happen at the meetings, you know, the way that these jockeys are, you know, are welcomed, are looked after, I don't know. But there might be some underlying factors yes. that we really need to to close the gap with and those are the things mm. we haven't do you know what we've got up our sleeve we've got up a sleeve an interview with Danielle Johnson before she goes to Hong Kong That's mm. awesome. she said she's going to come on the show with us before she heads off let's circle back to that maybe this week or next and ask her if she could you know for New Zealand thoroughbred racing what yep. did you know, you're, you, you know what do you want what do the jockeys need to keep them into the mm. game and and that, that'd be a great conversation. So I was just cracking up because Rafael Nadal has one in five sets over Felix, the young Canadian. He's taken his shirt off because he's drenched in sweat after giving it all of these big fist pumps. 
and then he's turned around to clap Felix off his walk behind him, and the grade cricket would would be loving that. He's just completely tensed up. He's got his rig out, and he's clapping the guy off. He's just beaten in five sets. Wow, <laughs> he's, a, he's a special for identity too. Um, is he? As a, as a, oh. you should you should send him a Twitter. <laughs> hey, hey, just on that, got my first client today, lads. So a special day for Ooh. for identity. Yep. Thank awesome. You. Awesome. Welcome. Oh, welcome. Oh, hey. on that, Louis. I know we're going to get off to Cozy Dag. But what about that Sebastian Corder? Is there a more sporting family he took on Alcaraz the other day? Oh, Here's Nelly and Jessica Corder's brother. And, wow. Yeah. And he was pretty good. He actually pushed old uh, Alcaraz right to the to the very end. But, mate, okay. what a talented family. That wasn't a quiz question, but it could have been. Let's put mm. that one in the pocket for later on the week. 0800-150-811. Willem and Travel is trying to get you to the Goldie 500. There's Scott Dixon in the Indy 500 right now, uh, but we want to take you to the Goldie 500. Come on. So come see us. You win, you go in the draw. At the quiz, Kiz, I don't know. He must have had a great weekend. So, because it's an easy quiz. Peace <laughs> piss. Come see us. Questions on your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Your mind. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. That's right, one of you are going to the Gold Coast. Go on the draw, come on. Give it a go, 0800-150-811. You can enter that draw as many times as you would like. All you got to do is win a win. Quizzy Dag every morning. Okay, we got Richie on the line from Upper Hutt. Morning, Richie. Morning, Izzy. Morning, morning. We'll rip straight in, mate. Good luck. How many losses do the Highlanders have this season? Oh, 10. 10 is correct. Well done. <laughs> Question number two. Who scored the winning goal in the Champions League final yesterday? Oh, junior. The last part yeah. of his name. Louis Sasa Junior. Sorry. Sorry, Richie. Yeah. Better luck tomorrow, brother. Anton, Auckland, morning. Morning, about. Morning. Who scored the winning goal in the Champions League final yesterday? Junior Warrant. Uh, Vin- Vinicius Junior. Vinicius Junior. Vinicius is pretty good. Pretty good, mate. Question number three. How many Group 1 wins did now retired jockey Leith the Lethal in us win? Oh, <laughs> Oh, surely Kempe's got a clue for us on this one. 
uh, Toru to Koma Tahi? Ah, <laughs> uh, 31. Oh! Bang! Well done, brother. Well done, Anton. All right, question number four. Who are the Warriors' next opponents? Ah, oh, come on. Someone that's going to beat us. Fly like a bird, I only fly away. Oh, the freaking manly. Yeah, he got that as. All right, and we're going to go to the last question, which is Jack. Uh, what sport is Jack Jordan a world champion in? Ah, uh, what was it called? It's still Tinder Sport. Good shopping. Good man. Hello, hello. Sorry, boys. My internet cable came out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we lost you, Izzy. <laughs> yeah, we, sorry. Sorry, sorry I was trying to figure out where you go. Are we right? Are we yeah, right? Anton got that last week. Yeah, we're good now. So, Anton, he won it. Well done. Sorry about that. Yes, Anton. Good work, mate. I'm at the... Um, I'm at the Quantum uh, Motor Lodge here in uh, Hamilton, and I'm just at the reception, and I've pulled out my internet cable, but we're good now. As he's reaching down for his last sausage with his eggs. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Anton. You go on the draw for the Goldie 500, mate. Willem and Trevor, all you got to do each morning is give us a call and play Quizzy Dag. You win. You go on the draw, and the Indy 500, Scott McLaughlin has crashed. Scott McLaughlin Ooh. looks like he has hit the wall. Oh, no. Uh, he was travelling in the top ten as well. So, Scott McLaughlin, it looks like car number three is up against the fence. It looks like he is okay. Well, they're trying to get him out of the car. He looks okay. Uh, he's moving. I can see his helmet moving. We'll watch that. Djokovic is playing in the French Open right now against Schwartzman. Um, he's, yeah, Scott McLaughlin up against the wall. Smoke coming out of the car. We'll watch that and give you an update on the other side. It is eight minutes away from seven. The Indy for car 500 going on right now. Yeah, and just to confirm, Scott McLaughlin, bugger, up against the wall. Confirming Scott McLaughlin's out of the Indy 500. The whole right side of his car mulched up up against the wall. Scott Dixon, the other Kiwi, is in second. Now, Ryan Fox, we've had two people text us. He is in the US Open. A bit of an update there. Mm. Awesome for Foxy. And Jamie, you're right. The Highlanders have had to play the Crusaders and the Blues twice this year. And you can get that $50 TAB bonus bet. Well done to you. Appreciate you participating in Can't Wait Question of the Day. With Tony Kemp. Yeah, we're going a bit of grassroots flavour today, Izzy. It's time we had equity in grassroots sport. As you know, I journeyed up to Kirikiri on the weekend. And guess what? I heard there was a game of league on. So I headed to the Kirikiri Community Sports Complex to watch it. However, there was no game of rugby league on at the Community Sports Complex. The league was on a field in the back blocks of Kirikiri. No changing rooms. Kirikiri, no changing rooms. Only one public toilet, no facility options at all for medical, food or the aftermatch. So I see this type of thing happen all the time in, in this country. Waitara, my own hometown, has, for instance, missed out on a $5 million spend. Our club sits right in the middle of it and we never got a cent. Although there were two empty fields, because I cruised up to the Kirikiri Community Complex at half time just to see what was going on. Then, although there were two empty fields, obviously, up there, and changing room facilities. A board member of the community centre, who I called, wanted no, wanted nothing to do with it and said there was no room for rugby league. 
So sporting bodies for me should be coming together to build better communities. And this has to stop. The shutting out of sports like rugby league has to stop. And we need to embrace it because they're at the heart of our community game. My question to you is, E, today, is when are we going to see sporting bodies like local government and community sports complex involve rugby league in the initiatives and stop the blatant profiling of a community and a game that provides more than just a game to not only the league community, but their town, their districts and our country? That's the question to you, Is Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Good work, mate. But I, I can't understand why they'd separate it. It's a sport. It's a sport for everyone, and you're, you know, we shouldn't separate it from any normality. So you're saying that the board up at Kitakiri uh, are making this, and they don't want anything to do with league. That's exactly right. Wow. Well, <laughs> I just can't understand why they're doing that and how they're doing that. Their, their questions need to be asked for Kempi, and if anyone's going to get some change, I'm pretty sure you're going to be doing that once you're involved up there, mate. If uh, anyone can do it, it's for you for sure. But, yeah, I don't... Agree with separation. So, love your work, mate. Great work. We're going to come back. I'm going to get a McCafe now. He's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Shop Maxi Clear from Chemist Warehouse for cold and flu relief. Get 30 tablets for just $6.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ, Monday the 30th of May, I'm live out of Hamilton, I'm here at the Quantum Lodge, beautiful team Tony is looking after me, I'm in reception, no one's checked out just yet, but I'm sure they'll be wandering through shortly, so if I get interrupted and I start tapping on the computer and start getting the um, FPOS machine going, I apologise, but a big day for you, we've uh, spoken about well, off the back fence from Kempe, and we really didn't have enough time to, to react to that, Kempe, and, um, yeah, we had to re- quickly rush off. I know, Louis, you've got something just to quickly to say, well, mate. Yeah, well, Izzy, because mm. I actually didn't even know this is where Kempe was going today, but I wanted to have a quick chat at some stage about the the, mo- the thing I was most impressed with this weekend, and it wasn't um, Lima Sopwanga and Jordan Taufel's um, post-game celebrations. We'll hear from that in just a little bit. I went and watched my mate Nige, who you've played footy with, play for the Varsity uh, yep. Prems team up in Auckland, and I went out to Lord Al- Lord. Uh, Lloyd Ellesmere's Park, as I think it is, out in Pakaranga. And I'd never been to the rugby club out in Pakaranga before. And coming from small town New Zealand, you know what amalgamating and sports clubs having to amalgamate and unite and kind of join together to survive has been like. But I could not believe how vibrant and how lively Pakaranga's rugby club was. Mm. And a big reason, I think, is because they've joined with this netball club 
they've got the touch system, they've got, um, well, like, there's lots of sports out there. There's hockey, there's football, there's badminton. So it's all in one place. But the club is with the netball club. Mums with their Kempi with whippersnappers running around. The dads, all former players, you know, old boys of the club watching the, the top team play. They've got the club rooms up the top with seating out the front. It was, there was nobody saying anything rash. There was a real good culture, a real good vibe out there. You know, sometimes mm. you go to rugby clubs in the weekend and you kind of cringe at the things you're hearing on the sidelines. There yep. was none of that. There was a real respect for a family atmosphere. And I just wanted to say a massive shout-out to Pakaranga mm. and rugby club and or a sports club and what they're doing involving the whole family and mm. making sure that it's a safe place. I, I was blown away and I wanted to shout out before I even heard what you're saying, Kempe, because that's the way these small clubs have to work, right? Well, it's a community like... In the essence of the word community means everybody. Mm. It doesn't mm. mean oh, because yeah, you play sure. is because you play rugby, because you play netball, because you play touch. Community means everybody from the top to the bottom. Um, you know, I'll, 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 I'll use my my league club as a prime example. Waitara Rugby League Club has been there for eighty seven years. Yeah, right in the middle of a new sports complex has been built and they spent five million dollars on it. Gymnastics. And Taranaki have got a brand new building next year with cameras all around it. They never spent a cent on our building that has been left alone for the last 40 years. Our kids were sitting in rat poo after mm. games. This is how bad our club needed a, to be bought up to scratch. And I'm over it. I'm over profiling of rugby league communities. The, the purpose why we should be a community, uh, Louis, Izzy, and yep. why um, ratepayers, including the lower socio side of, of ratepayers and, and whānau in our community that play rugby league, they get to that social fabric that needs to be touched and they, they make a significant difference. And sporting complexes, for me, should be embracing that community and helping them and teaching them and bringing yeah. them in and making them feel welcome into, the, into their community because it has a wider ripple effect for the whole of the district. Yeah. And I've said this to yeah. councils. Yeah. So stop profiling. The person I spoke to at the Kerekere um, Sports Complex wanted nothing to do with rugby league. Absolutely nothing. Why? Hooper, hooper noses. You know, what? they walk around nah. in their gumboots. They, you know, oh, it's not. It's it. not. No it's, way. It's, it's how things are working around the country, and it has to stop. Yeah. I'm that over is, it. It's shocking. Yeah. It, ha- Uncle, it has to stop. Oh, that that is horrible if it's something like that. But you know the worst thing there is a minority out there that really um, ruin it for for the majority. And I feel like this is the case. And Louis touched on it there. Like there are some wonderful clubs out there. And like you said, it all comes down to the community. A lot of these clubs can only operate if they've got community. They've got people in the background that are doing all the yeah. hard mahi and not really getting any accolades or any... Not asking for anything. Not asking for anything. So a lot of it comes down to a lot of the community, but also when it comes down to funding, there has to be an inclusiveness. And that's the one thing about our great country, is being inclusive. And for me hearing that, mate, up in Kirikiri, that is horrible. Mate, I love my game of league, and I love you know what it's brought to our country. We're very passionate about it on our show, and we, that's the way we haven't we haven't actually spoken about it. I'm sure we're going to get into it a bit shortly, but um, you know, like there should be a real inclusiveness. It's all about our kids, our sport, and that's what defines us as a country. Sport is what defines us. So um, great off the back fence here, Kempe. We'll rip into some more throughout the morning because I don't agree with that's happening particularly up there in Kitty. But right now, we're going to talk some rugby union and we're going to head over to Europe. We caught up with Lima Sapwanga. I'm surprised he actually answered his phone at 5.30am this morning. We had a chat with him earlier. It is, what is the time? It is 8 past 7. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. S-E-N-Z. 
The European Rugby Finals wrapped up over the weekend with plenty of our extended Kiwi whānau right in the action. Leon won their first ever European trophy winning the Challenge Cup. Lima Sapuanga has been a big part of their success and has been good enough to take five minutes out of the arty to tune in. The party, I should say, not the arty. The party. And if anyone knows how to party, it is Lima Sapuanga. Trust me, I'm surprised he's even made this phone call. Morena, brother. Oh, what's up, brother? Voice is a bit croaky, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mate, outstanding weekend for the Kiwis. Uh, obviously, Ehi West, La Rochelle, seen your tweet um, congratulating him. But your teammate, huge Kiwi influence, Jordan Talfour with the probably the post-match uh, interview of the year. Just real honest. But, mate, awesome, <laughs> awesome experience to win the Challenge Cup for you and the Leon boys. Oh, mate, bloody, bloody unreal, like... Just if you just being here, getting to learn about the history of the club and just where it's come from, sort of like Pretty Two, and never really won anything, you know, like pretty big, and just to, mm. to see some of the boys have been here, you know, some some of the boys our nineties played for for Lou Rugby since he was like five years old, kind of thing, you know. So like for for some of the boys, this is this is you know life for them, this club, and it's something that's been a massive part of their their lives, and then. You know, someone like Geordie who's, who's led us so well and to come back from injury for four weeks and put in a, a massive 60-minute effort is just unbelievable. Bro. It's, a, it's a special man, as you know, winning winning yeah. trophies is, is pretty special. Hey, Lima, so when you guys when you guys finally lifted the trophy so take us through but what's a t- what's a town like what's what's everybody likely who have been waiting so long for this to happen how's the feeling there in the city yeah it's been pretty awesome you know like leon is a traditional um football town so the rugby sort of flies under the radar a lot but the support we do have at, um especially this year has been just steadily growing and you know with more wins comes you know momentum and sponsorship and you know word starts to get around town and it's just starts, it's just getting better and better every every week and every year and so i've been lucky to come to a club that's you know right on the cusp of something special and yes bruh, it's unreal Lima, the, the real, you got a real Kiwi influence in there. And Jordan Talfour, this is um, you know first season in the team, and he's come in and he's he's taken over the skipper role. How how has he led the the lads? And also with Kendrick Lynn, you've got Toby Arnold at that fullback role, and I know he's been there for a very very long time. But mate, a huge Kiwi influence over there. Are, they, are you guys like really really respected over there? Like the, the French really embrace the Kiwi culture and what you guys are are doing in the club. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think so. I think um, we've been able to bring some of our um, our Kiwi experience and just mm. give a little bit to the French. And we've, I think the guys who have come here have really embraced the French culture. And I think that's something that is a little bit hard to do sometimes yeah. when you when you come from New Zealand and you come from different parts of the world because there are no no lies, man. Like the French do some out the gate stuff. And you're just like, whoa, like, bro, like, I'm just like, whoa, this is, this is straight, like, out of this world. Like, bro, are we seriously doing this? And it's like, yeah, okay, go for it. Like, just, just, just crazy stuff. And then, you know, we've been able to, like, harness that beautiful energy and that beautiful culture that is the French way and, and add some, add some keyiness to it and just 
taking the good and the bad and, and, and mixing it all together has been pretty special. But having guys like Kenny, who speaks obviously fluent English and fluent French, wow. and then Toby, he's, he's the same. So it's been awesome for the guys who don't speak French, like myself and Jordan. We just come in, you know, it's all in French, whatever, but Kenny's just like um, just translating sort of all the good parts, you know, sometimes the French can go off on a tangent and just like <laughs> massive speeches and they're just talking about putting your balls on the line and you're going to go and die out there and <laughs> show me how big your nuts are. Oh, it's <laughs> good stuff. Oh, Honestly, mercy, mercy mercy boku. <laughs> oh, boy, it's good stuff. And you see me and Jordan like kind of like sitting at the front like, like laughing and we're like, oh, we can hear all the swear words that he's saying, but we don't know anything else. <laughs> hey, Lima, 51,000 people there watching uh, this game. Uh, in that crowd, how many of them were Kiwis, do you think? Well, I don't know, mate. Ugh, bro, there was a lot of support from sort of everywhere. Um, I think Lou had maybe like 10,000 people come down, I think, and there was probably like another 30,000 from Toulon. Toulon's only like an hour away from Marseille, so it was pretty heavy Toulon and the, and the crowd mm. was almost like a home game for them, but it was the, the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Honestly, these European like games are just something else. All right, all right. Tell us about the celebrations, mate. Far away. What's been happening? What have you been up to? Oh, Who's been leading the way? I know nah. Jordan Telfo. I've seen him on many a Crusader title uh, winning <laughs> nights, and he just gets out the gate, mate. Just, yeah, how was it? <laughs> oh, bro, it was good stuff, eh? Good stuff. Obviously, it's a 9 o'clock game, so, mm. you know, it finishes late. Mate, we had a, um, the bar tab was 70 grand, eh? What? <laughs> 70 grand. No. 70,000, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before the game, they did like a party. So this is before the game. So they did a party before the game, and they had a bar table on there. And then uh, after the game, and yeah, it was like 70 grand. And at one stage, Who paid I, that? I'd, I'd asked for like a. Or not me, probably our owner or something, bro. <laughs> got cash for days, my bro. <laughs> that's, bro, that's that's bloody ashtray for that block fella. Just like, yeah, go hard, boys. Bro, at one point I was like, oh, can I have a Moscow mule, like a cocktail? And the guys, like, oh, we stopped doing cocktails, but uh, we could do bottle service. So just order any bottle you want, and we'll just bring it over with any oh. mixes that you want. I was like, just anything. He's like, yeah, just anything you want. <laughs> I was just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> full send on way. Awesome. <laughs> oh, that's, all, that's awesome, Lima. What's, what's, uh, so what, have you guys got a ticket parade? Obviously, if he's throwing a $70,000 bar tab at you, he must be, he must be put on a ticket parade. You got the, got the drop top, oh. got the drop tops coming out and all that, the Bentleys. A wee what's bonus. Oh, I wish, I wish that. It's kind of a weird one, the old Europe day, because obviously we won that. But like the season, season's still going. Yeah. Like we got to we we got to play La Rochelle next week. So <laughs> to be honest, it's like whoever gets off the bend the first probably wins this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? So when's that? Bro, I a, I, bro, it's next Sunday at nine o'clock. I had a message from me hi, and he's like, bro, should we just flip a coin and heads or tails, and whoever wins that <laughs> takes the five points. <laughs> Yeah, so we got those guys. So they need a win as well, and we need a win to make the playoffs. So it's like, yeah. oh, well, we've had we've had one more day. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We had our game <laughs> obviously on Friday, 
So it's like, oh, maybe if we finish Tuesday, they might finish on Thursday or Wednesday, you know? <laughs> so whoever, yeah, whoever gets off it the first, I think, probably wins. Nice, nice, bro. And, and for you, how are you tracking, brother? How are you tracking? Are you loving, loving being over in France and uh, the family as well? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome, eh? Like, I can understand why a lot of guys have come here um, and stayed here a long time, you know? Like, your Jerome, Charlie's, mm. you know, Victor's been here six years. I think uh, Tarwood has just extended. Bro, it's just a lifestyle, bro. Like, it is hard. Obviously, yeah. the language and, and things like that. So it was a very difficult language, but the culture is amazing, bro, and, and just the way of life that they do they, they do things here. It's just really cool. Weather's awesome, and, you know, Lyon's a beautiful spot, close to sort of Switzerland, um, the mountains, like rivers, lakes. Like, can drive to Italy, like, four or five hours. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, Spain's not too far either. It's, you know, you can't really complain, can you? So, wow. Yeah, just loving it, bro. You'll be uh, you'll be really cultured, and one thing I heard about France, mate, is if you don't really give the language a go, they get very impatient with you. So come on, give us a little sign off in French, eh? Oh, bro, don't put me on the spot like this, man. <laughs> nah, I'll just give you the simple one. You know, au revoir, Izzy, a bientôt. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's all, that's it, bro. That's all I got. Sorry, if you ring me in, if you ring me in three hours, I would have had about seventeen red wines. I'm fluent after that. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I bet. I've heard your mouth go after a few uh, wines after the game. I'm not surprised. <laughs> now, nah, appreciate you coming nah, on, Lima. Congratulations, and uh, give my love to the to the boys. Jordan Taufu will be loud and proud as for sure. So, I uh, really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, from Izzy and Kempi, all the best for the rest of the season and, and good luck in the top 40. All right, cheers, boys. Thanks for having me on. I'll see you guys later, eh? Enjoy. We'll see you, Leg- Legend Lima. S-E-N-Z. Oh, hilarious. 19 minutes past seven. Lima Sopwanga. Obviously, um, he's, they're, they're drinking responsibly enough and, and yeah. uh, having a good party, but, mate, a long season, Izzy, and you can just hear mm. how thrilled they were. Yeah, mate, and that's why you play the game, mate. You play the game to have your celebrations with the blokes around you that you've put in so much time and mahi. The only reason we got Lima on the show, it's it's, it's Mother's Day in France, <laughs> and uh, he's got three young kids, and Miriam's his wife, and uh, he would have been playing the, the good father role. So that is the only reason. Oh. It all makes sense. Before that, I was thinking, he's not coming on, mate. I know Lima. He ain't coming on the show. Best answer. line. Best line, is message. he? Yes. After 17 wines, I'm fluent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he's obviously taken a break away from the celebrations to go mm. do the Mother's Day thing, and then he's back having mm. another celebration tonight, and then he's got to get sober because I've got a game. I've oh. got you, you guys were talking about the Jordan Tail 4 clip. Kieran has done such a good job bleeping that, by the way, Kiz. Well done. We've all got to keep our jobs because of you, mate. And then I've given him one more to do. Have a listen to this. Uh, just enorm, enorm defence from the boys. I'm having a few beers tonight. Credit to the boys. Love it. Uh, love this team. And, uh, yeah, what a way. You are enjoying your time here, Paz. Go and celebrate with your team. Massive oh, congratulations. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> just, like, they were... Like uncontrollably happy, and then so that's that's um, obviously Leon, and then mm. so 
uh, La Rochelle, your old coach, Ronan O'Gara. So they've won another tournament. They've got the big final this weekend. Have a listen to Ronan O'Gara as well. It feels a little bit surreal because um, it was such a tense game that we wake up tomorrow morning as European Cup champions, La Rochelle, you know. Like 12 months ago, we went to Racing, we got beaten 49-0, and there was in-house fighting, there was carnage, but should be carnage on the ports for the next four days. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they do over there. Drink red wine. Oh, mate! That, look, it's that's all. That's why you, yeah. Like I said, that's the reason you play because you, there's going to be tough moments, and La Rochelle got through those tough moments. And Renault Gar, first year as head coach, mate, to take them to a European Cup. That is probably the most important cup over there. Yeah, the European Cup taking off Leinster, who are five times champions, mate. It's uh They'll be celebrating. They I, will be celebrating. Hey, Izzy, I've got, got a quick story for you, and no mm. one knows this, but I had a mate, he played over in England. He, Carl, You know Carl Hall we've had on from Doncaster? Mm. Yeah, yep. yep. So he used yep. to play for Bradford and Leeds with me. Anyway, he got he got a phone call from Toulon. When Toulon first come in and the guy from the radio station used to own him, yeah. and he said to me, he said, can you come over and manage it? So we flew over to France, mate, and I acted as his manager. And the guy who owned the radio station, the 105.3, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rich dude, he couldn't speak a word of English and I couldn't speak a word of French, but we yeah. could draw. Yeah. And, and I knew what he was saying. He was saying, what do you want? And I just drew numbers on a sheet and he just took his head. Yeah, okay. The, the negotiation lasted five minutes, mate. We spent three <laughs> days on red wine with him. I, sh- I should have known you had a story, oh, Kempe. Of, uh, Kempe, yeah. about big numbers in France. Hey, um, 22 minutes. gone now. 22 has gone now. <laughs> Is he? He is. He, apparently, he, he just, oof, that was outrageous. Yeah, he was. He was eccentric. Uh, he was He was hard. Yeah, yep. Yes, it's I a, do have a few of those stories, but I can't tell them on the radio. All right, 23 <laughs> minutes past seven. That was Lima Sopawanga, who has won with Leon uh, the chat. Oh, just an ing- incredible kind of buzz that they've had over there, those Kiwis playing in Europe. You can go and, and catch up on Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast, our podcast channels, if you've just tuned in and missed Lima. Scott Dixon has had a, a speeding violation in the pit lane. So he has been penalised a wee bit. Uh, we're going to see where he washes up. Scott McLaughlin has crashed out. Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal have progressed in uh, at Roland Garros. Rafael in a five-set thriller. Alcaraz is playing Kashinov right now. Steve Alka is two shots back at 11 under in the Senior PGA Championship. So much sport going on. There's a couple of texts here on the Warriors. We better get to those after this. 23 minutes past seven. Here with Kimmers Warehouse. Great savings every day. This time with a kick. Oh, that's a horrific moment for Walsh. At least he can smile about it. But it'll go if there's a worse kick than that this year, I'll be very surprised. Did he even make contact with the ball? Here we go. Here we go. NASA, we've got a massive problem. A failure to take off. Oh, our man Vossi absolutely yes, laying sir. into Reese Walsh. And to be honest, that was the comic relief the game needed. Uh, we've had a text 25 minutes into the show, and it said, uh, Morning, boys, 25 minutes into the show, and no Warriors talk. Have you used finally lost the faith? <laughs> well, we haven't lost the faith, but Kempe, there's not much to talk about. It was just terrible. Nah, again. Yeah, blind faith. You know, I... <laughs> I didn't, um, well, obviously I couldn't lose because I had the Knights playing the Warriors, which is, you know, my team, the Knights, and of, of course the Warriors as well. But, um, yeah, my, like the writing was on the wall. They had no they had no middle uh, with the loss of Fanua Blake and, and Matt Lodge and the, and the big problems and the chat that was going on all week last week overtook what is actually a really important for the game. I thought it was a six-point swing. Um, it's got them closer to the bottom than it has to the top. They didn't look like... 
uh, after their fantastic start that they had much more to offer with the errors that came out of them. Oh, my God. So it's just, uh, I, I guess they just need a break. I think everyone needs to take a deep breath and give the Warriors a break because I, I can't wait till the day where we're actually speaking the mm. accolades. The Reese Walsh kick, like, mm. it, it feels to me like, um, you know that conversation we had with Mike King, is he? In, mm. a, in and about stop pretending? Yeah. I think they all should grab a T-shirt, okay? Mm. And I think they should just start to really put in. And just to Varga, we've got more jerseys than we've got trophies. That's, mm. mate, I'll tell you what, there's a hell of a lot in that comment. Yeah, I love, mate, very passionate. And that guy that was on the on the little ad there, the promo, that was my one of my best mates from Hawke's Bay, Sam, Sam McGregor. He's as passionate as they come. I grew up with him in the wide park, and I know how much he loves his Warriors. And he just hit it on the button there, mate, just hit it right on the nose. With he You'd rather have a second-grade team going over there and getting more effort out of them losing than what he's seen at the moment. And this is someone that is very passionate about the Warriors. So, yep. Um, yeah, unfortunate, but I expected it. That's why I didn't even watch the game. I just expected the Knights to win, and um, they got the job done. So, uh, yeah. yeah, mm. Pretty sketchy times. Remember back three weeks ago after that loss to the Sharks? I think we said yep. next three games. How many, did they, how many can they win? Well, mm. we know the result. <laughs> well, we, said, we, we actually said out of the next six, the batch of sixes, um, how really going to tell them how their season's going to end up and you know, I think it's one from seven Hey shout out to the Knights though they, they've just done themselves a massive favour Well, that's on Mad Monday in the, They are on Mad Monday <laughs> Hey we'll talk about that They should link up with Lima after this uh, Izzy you scoff back into your full cooked breakfast mate that's yeah, disgusting Yeah thanks Tony and Wendy oh. Outstanding from, from the Quantum Lodge mate Oh, Uber Eats can you dial one can you dial one in we'll get one here at the reception how good is this I want to hear about it don't post a photo 29 away from eight Here's our health news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand choices for in poll next. SENZ, 26 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Alcaraz is chewing up Kashinov at the Roland Garros. At Roland Garros. Uh, Steve Alka, oh, he's two shots back and he's just put one... Oh, ugly lie on the lip of the bunker on the ninth. So he's going to need to produce some magic there, but we know he's capable of it. Scott Dixon. Oh, that pa- that penalty has really stuffed old Scott Dixon. Um, he is well back in the field, kind of in the late 20s with four laps to go on the Indy card. They are in the pits at the moment, which makes me think there has been a, a crash. Um, but, yeah, not looking good for Scott Dixon. Scott McLaughlin crashing out. That's your update on your live sport around the world. Trent Bolt's Rajasthan Royals this morning losing in the IPL final, by the way, but Bolt, he only conceded like 13 runs off his four, so nobody is mad at him. All right, see your floor change in an instant with Room View. Okay, floor choices flooring poll today. Head to the SENZ app and vote. Have your choice. You click on the Izzy and Kempi for breakfast stream and have your choice. Kempi, Izzy, I want to know who is celebrating the most this weekend <laughs> who had the biggest celebration is it Lima Sopawanga and you heard from him firsthand? you can hear the croak in his voice off to drink 13 wines or 17 wines and speak some French later on is it Leith Innes who I have heard from very reliable sources Leith himself <laughs> that he was going to have a big go after he retired from he, race he riding. knows how to have a big go Tony Pike Leith Innes Opie Boston Brendan Joe Lindsay Roger James there's a lot of 
a lot of good people there that enjoy having a good time. Or is it the Highlanders? Are they having a massive celebration <laughs> knowing that they probably might not have the easiest run this week? Let's get on it, boys. Uh, we've qualified for the top eight against the wads. Or is it the Newcastle Knights that are celebrating having a mad Monday? Kempi, this is the weekend you roll out that esky, isn't it? After the, the win for the Knights, so they roll out the esky? Oh, roll, roll out the esky. Joey's probably leading the song. <laughs> <laughs> Who is celebrating the most he after died their his weekend? Hair. Red and blue. And it could have been, we could have thrown in there Real Madrid or the Gujarat Titans as well, but I feel like the Highlanders and the Newcastle Knights say just funnier and... I'm sure there's a bit of relief in those camps. Is he? Who's having the biggest celebrations? Is it possible to go past Lima? Oh, yeah, I think it's possible. We got to go straight over to Australia. Is Lethal back yet? He's flying today, and I worry for the. <laughs> he's he's well known for missing flights. Yeah, okay. You're, okay he's, well, you're lucky if you sit next to him that he's a small man. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a little update from his wife Jess and see if she's heard anything on the on the phone lines. But I'm predicting Leith Innes, mate. 31 group ones to go out with a bang like that he wouldn't be buying one drink all night so i'd say he would have been celebrating particularly well um trying to you know just really just really celebrate at home that he's retired and he's given up but look uh Lima, oh, I've been on a few with him too so i know that from personal experiences how far he can go so yep tough tough those two will be my top Kimpy, i was actually just thinking about all the results in my head as, as he was speaking then. We've had like this unreal sporting weekend, but at the same time, we've had like a almost a oh-so-close oh situation. Trent Bolt's come second in the IPL. Uh, mm. Scott McLaughlin's crashed out. Scott Dixon's been penalised in uh, IndyCar. Liam Lawson got scratched off pole because of, a, a, I think, a speed violation in the pit lane. Ryan Fox has lost in a playoff. The Warriors have lost to the Newcastle Knights. Someone spiked on Trevue's water. Mm. Yeah, well, the track, draw track, everything I said, it just was, it was going to be a big challenge. But you know what I mean? It's, we've been almost so close. Like, it's been a great sporting weekend, but at the same time, it's almost like so close, but yet so far. Yeah, and, and I'm glad there's so much more sport on because it sort of takes our focus away from that one game that we wanted um, the Warriors to win and, mm. and having a look at everything else that's positive <laughs> around the country and the world that, that Kiwis are doing. So, mate, Scott Dixon, I can't believe. I can't believe after 110 laps he was oh. leading, he's, he's bundled out the back. I think he's sitting 26 at the moment. laps, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, mm. like he was leading for a long way. Um, Richie has texts. Well, we'll get because Richie is passionate. It would be unfair for yeah. us not to read Richie's message. Mordena lads, I'm over the Warriors. They should have won on Saturday. They look good for 10 minutes in the first half. They did actually. That they started with a bang. Uh, the errors from kicks. Sean Johnson was missing. Man, how many times have we said that? We need halves that aren't afraid to run at the line. Thoughts, Kempe, the Southern Bears will win a title before the Warriors. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of truth in that 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 whole text. Um, the the errors, like Sean Johnson kicks it out on the full on the right hand side, or Chanel um, Harris Davida kicks it out on the left hand side on the full. And I tell you what, sit Reese Walsh down and just say to him, don't ever kick another ball dead from kickoff. Okay, it's week in week out, mm. and they're just compounding errors. They just they couldn't get back. Um, Back that score that the basically giving the Knights points. That's yeah, what happened. Yeah, you are keeping the, the Chanel Harris Tavita drop off the kickoff and a forwards pass that Jeremy Smith said he just cannot understand how players oh. do full passes. It's yeah, Richie, we hear you loud and clear. That's all we'll say on that. 21 minutes away from eight, let's celebrate. Robert Wellwood, he is training in partnership with Roger James, Group One Australian Wellwood. That's what they're calling him. He's up after this. 
10% off the Metamucil range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $18.69. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. 16 away from 7. Keep your messages coming through on double eight double three. the Temper Bed Post text machine, or give us a call, 800 150 the Kennards High phone line. Izzy's Wizard of the Week coming up before the end of the hour, and I think it may have something to do with some racing, Kempe, potentially. Yeah, look, it has to be one of the highlights from a jammed pack weekend, and it'll be one of the highlights of the racing season without doubt. Our Kiwi horse Pinarello, a Cambridge stud homebred, trained by Roger James and Robert Wellwood, ridden an absolute peach by Lethal Lethanus, knocking off the Aussies in a Group 1 Queensland derby. How good. How good. Robert Wellwood is with us now. Morning, mate. How you, how you, how you coping? Have you had a, had a big couple of nights after that Group 1? Yeah, morning, men. Um, yeah, gave it a little bit of a nudge on Saturday, so a little, little bit dusty Sunday, but um, that was a big thrill, so, um, yeah. Hey, Rob, can you just take us through, like, the day, the the, the chat to Leith, where you, where you thought the plan was going to play out, and, and if it if it ran to, to absolute perfection? What, what How did your day start, and how did it finish? Yeah, um, look, well, I mean, obviously... Drawing right out in um, Barrier 17 wasn't ideal, so um, you know we left it up to him to, um, to some degree. We sort of had Plan A, B, and C, and, and um, uh, you know it really did did um, uh, work out really well. Um, he, he rode an absolute treat, and, and it, it, it couldn't have gone any better. But um, yeah, to, to be fair, it sort of was left in Lee's hands a little bit to see how he jumped, and and, um, and uh, yeah, we we're just fortunate that he, that he um, got it right. Mate, Pinarello, hey, hey, Rob, is he here, mate? Great to have you on the show. Pinarello was um, was the fresher of the two. We had Dark Destroyer who won its last race, but all you know, all things point to Pinarello just preparation leading into it being being perfect and, and pretty much on point. Were you happy with the preparation leading in? Yeah, we were sort of a little bit lucky. Sort of had a few things, um, you know, not go his way earlier in the season. Um, mm. Yeah, he missed a race down at at, um, at Pukekohe and. Um, had a few little niggles, nothing major, but just not everything going um, his way. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, it's really clicked the last last couple of starts, and you know, he's had he had seven weeks between run to, to his Fukukai run, and then five weeks through the Derby. So we have probably learned a little bit about him that he's he's better race sparingly, um, and uh, you know, it's, it it really went our way in the fact that. Um, not running him on that wet track was probably a, a you know a, a big um, big help for him. And what about Lethal Lethinus, mate? We're going to get his wife on the show, so hopefully uh, he hasn't made her pissed her off um, too much over the last couple of days. But how's he how's he pulled up, mate? He's all good. And uh, huge news, yeah. we're obviously retiring. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, big move retiring off the back of that. But um, oh, it's been been nice to go out on a high note. Um, you know, just. He's uh, he's had a wonderful career and and yeah, as I say, it's the um, you know, massive thrill for him, especially for Brendan and Joe, who he's he's been you know, associated with for a long time. He'd be um, super proud and 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 what a way to go out. Group one Wellwood, that's what they're calling you. Can you can 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 you believe it, Robert? Group one Wellwood. Uh, you got, you guys have had an, an awesome year, and I can only assume being a younger bloke, you've learnt a hell of a lot this year with the different sorts of horses and different rate, big races you've been winning. Um, Pinarello, in particular, like this this whole preparation and what this horse can do and where he can take you, has it been a real learning curve and something you're pretty proud to be associated with? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. We've had um, had a massive season with um, with all sorts of different horses, so you know, staying horses and uh, two year olds, and, and um, you know uh, we, we've retired some of our better ones, so we certainly uh, certainly need to um, find a few to fill their their boots. But um, yeah, as you say, it's been a big learning curve. We've had all sorts of curveballs thrown at us, and um, uh, no, it's been it's been great. So hopefully. Uh, it can continue into the future, but um, yeah, certainly a few gaps to fill in the, in the stable. What do you got, Rob? What do you got coming up? Are you setting Pinarello or you, you, you're spelling him? What's, what's, yeah, on, the, the what's on the agenda? Ticket going? Where's the futures ticket going? Let's just cut to the chase. What is he, Cox Plate winner? <laughs> oh, I don't think it'll be uh, this year, um, but we'll have a bit of a sit down and work out exactly where we head, um, whether he even gets to Melbourne for the spring or whether we sort of focus on the summer here and, and the autumn in Sydney. Um, he's had a long three-year-old prep and he is still quite immature. So, um, you know, I think the autumn of his four-year-old and then into his five-year-old, we, we're going to have a bit of fun with him. But um, for now, he'll come back to Cambridge Stud um, later this week and um, and have a well-deserved break and, and we'll sort of sit down with some of the connections and work out where we head. But um, uh, I think, yeah, he's only going to improve off um, what he's done. Hey, tip my hat to you, Rob, you and Roger, and also Leith. Just a little chat around the future of our uh, our jockeys in the country. Are we are we in a healthy state? What's your thoughts on losing someone like Leith? Where do we pick that up? Yeah, look, it's um, you know, it is always hard when you lose um, you know, likes of Leith, a senior jockey. Um, um, I think we do have some apprentices around, but you know, you know, we could do with more. Um, most definitely, um, you know. Uh, our um, yeah, our jockeys ranks. We we do have uh, some good jockeys, but you know Australia is um, you know calling for a lot of them, and 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 they head over there. And um, yeah, I don't quite know the exact uh, you know fix for it all, but um, just got to hope a few of these um, apprentices sort of put their hand up and, and fill their boots. You know, you know, you know what the fix of it is. It's cash. You know what jockeys love most of all, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're not, you're we need, not wrong there. That, we that need to fix more around. That's right. We need to fix the prize money situation. So we've, the, there's more money in the industry, and, and everything will trickle on from there. Um, congratulations, mate. Awesome, awesome work. You and Roger, you guys work so hard, and I know especially you, mate. It's not easy what you guys are doing, as you love to remind me up every morning before us doing breakfast radio. But you don't, you don't really get a nap or anything like that. So, um, congratulations. Enjoy it. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Ben. Will do. There you go. Robert Wellwood, training a partnership with Roger James. A group one in Australia is like gold dust for New Zealand trainers these days. It is what you want. And Pinarello for Cambridge Stud, who's just retired Probabile to see the Bumblebee colours, as Izzy said, out there doing it again. Brendan and Joe, they deserve it. And they're a stable rider for a long time. Lethal Lee Thinnis. Well, he's finishing up. We're going to talk to Jess, who works with us here at SCNZ in the sales team. She's Leith's wife. She's on on route at the moment. She's going to come in and talk to us about his career, how proud she is. And we'll try to pin Leith down at some stage this week. Izzy, your mm. Wizard of the Week up after this. You got it sorted? Got it sorted, bud. Ah, perfect. Eight away from eight. Uh, the IndyCar 500 is done. The winner is... Not Scott Dixon. I don't recognise his face, but it's not Scott Dixon. They're drinking the milk. He's just scaled the milk. One of the weird traditions, but you do love to see it. We'll be back and let you know who has actually won the Indy 500 in a sec. Uh, Izzy's Wizard of the Week as well coming up. CNZ. Uh, three minutes away from 8 o'clock, and wow, it's all going, the air break. Um, 
We've got Stephen Elker, who's charging at the top of the leaderboard now, 14 under in the Senior PGA Championship. Go on, Steve. He could be the Wizard of the Week. Marcus Eriksson could be Wizard of the Week because he's won the Indy 500, and his partner is absolutely loving it on stage. They all are. He spilt the milk everywhere onto his nice shiny red car. There's sport galore. Plenty of Wizards, Steve Elker and Langer in a share of the lead in the Senior PGA Championship. Hopefully we can get him up. You're an Izzy Dougie. Izzy's Wizard of the Week. Wow, some Wizards galore over the weekend and hopefully Steve Elker can get up and carry on that great form. But first up has to go to Young Gun fullback from the mighty Pirates Club in Hawke's Bay. Two weeks straight, the Blues have shown... The poise to snatch it at the end. This time, young fearless Zahn Sullivan steps back into the pocket in the dying minutes and slots it through the sticks. We had our questions at the start of the week last week. Momentum shift by playing an inexperienced team, but this is undoubtedly the Blues to lose. They're heading into the playoffs carrying all that form. But the wizard of all wizards has to go to Leith the lethal inners for that masterstroke ride on Pinarello to take out the group yes. one Queensland Darling. Following that, he stunned everyone with this announcement. I am done. That was one of my best ever rides and I want to go out on a high. I considered it last year and I can't think of a better way to do it than winning this race like that. I won't be changing my mind in the morning. It is time for me and I am calling it quits. And what a way to go out, lethal. Well done, Leith, an absolute legend of New Zealand racing. 2,000 starts, 524 wins with 31 Group 1 wins, a 25% win ratio. Go and enjoy that beer and those extra kgs. Well done, Lethal. Yes, Izzy. <laughs> he, and you know what? It was the best, one of the best rides I've ever seen. Like, mm. forget a Group 1, rating 65. It was actually magic. The way he managed to get mm. one off the fence, just freakish, wizard-like, is he? And oh, and just it. wanted to point out, only a couple of you said questions last week. Not me. Blues <laughs> all day. <laughs> you know. How good was Luke Romano? Wow. Anyway, we'll get a little recap from Joe Wheeler. He's coming up. Going to go get a McCafe now? No. Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. It's Monday, the 30th of May. I hope you're having a great Monday so far. If you're on your way to work, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. If you've missed that last hour, make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast podcast on our SCN app, and you'll get all podcasts. We just spoke to Robert Wellwood and Pinarello. He trains Pinarello, written by Leith Innes, and, uh, well, he just shared his kind of 
insights and a lead into where maybe Pinarello will be going in the next couple of weeks. Pinarello's heading home this afternoon, going to go and uh, spell up at Cambridge. Start so is Leith. Well, yeah, so is Leith. <laughs> yeah, they're both coming home. They're both coming home together. To the paddock. Um, aw- <laughs> awesome to to have a chat to Robert Wellwood. He's an absolute champion. He's doing some great things in the training world. And uh, Group 1 Wellwood, as Louis mentioned before. Uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to have a chat to Joe Weller shortly. But remember, Test Cricket. Test Cricket is coming out live here on SCNZ. The coverage of that Test Series over in England is our Black Caps take on Brendan McCullum's English Test side. First assignment for Baz, up against our very own Black Caps. And remember, Baz is going to offer his services for us on SCNZ. He's going to come on our show on on Wednesday morning. Wednesday we'll have a chat and a little catch-up as uh, Baz leads into his first series, his first assignment. Do you reckon he'll be different, is he? Very own, eh? Do you reckon he'll be different to us? Do you reckon he'll be like coach talk or will he be Baz Baz? No, no, he'll be Baz. He won't change, mate. He's got his own philosophy, his own mechanics on how he coaches and and approaches things. I don't see any changes with, with Skip. Nah, I think he'll still be the same. It'll be interesting to kind of get a little feel on how he's... You know, found Garner, because this is only his second major coaching role, and you go from coaching KKR to bang, probably the most uh, important test job in the world. So I wonder if he can notice those the different pressures and, you know, he's probably the expectations from the English public. That would be quite a cool feel to see if he's felt that side of it. Um, but, yeah, remember, it's live here Thursday night. This Thursday, live here on SCNZ, you'll get all the coverage of that test series. Awesome, awesome work. But right now, we're going to talk some rugby union, and we're going to have a chat to Joey Wheeler. He's an absolute champion. The playoff pitcher is set in Super Rugby Pacific's first regular season. is completed with drama right to the end. The drama involved the men from the south, Joey Wheeler's landers, managing to lose their last game to the Rebels, but still still the eighth spot off the force with a bonus point. The Blues sit pretty at the opposite end of the table and the other three Kiwi franchises have ordered themselves in between. Joey Weller is with us on the line now. Morning, Joey. Morning, Izzy. How are you, my friend? Uh, oh, I don't know how I'm feeling. We're in the quarterfinal, but I'm... Uh, I'm a little bit worried, if I'm being really honest with myself. I'm, I'm concerned about what may happen next week. Oh, you, you, you've got no faith, mate? You've got no faith? No, of course I've got faith, Israel. Of course <laughs> I've got faith. But, look, I mean, this Highlanders side, they're, they're up and down more than a yo-yo, these blokes. And, mm. I mean, the performances over the last couple of weeks have been far from convincing and... Um, I think against the blue side, that is just so hot at the moment, right? They're winning clutch games with, you know, what they're calling the the baby blues, um, and just just sort of making it look easy. And with the attacking threats that they've got, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about against, especially for our outside backs. The, the Highlanders' outside backs are just um, underpowered, and I think. Yeah, they'll struggle uh, this weekend, I believe, in the quarterfinal. But of course, I'm going to back my team, Israel. Of yeah. I'm going to back. yeah, of course you will. Hey, Joey, I remember I had a, a very good conversation with you a while back about the whole makeup of the playoffs, and you weren't a fan of this setup, this current setup. So, your take on it, mate? You, you know, 
any other options, viable options? We spoke about it at the start of the show, um, some different kind of options that the, the, the playoff setup could, could go to. But are you a fan of it? Uh, I think for a team like the, the Highlanders, what, they've won four games, I think, this season, and um, they're, they're in, a, in a playoff game. I, I, mm. I like the fact that um, it went right down to the wire in terms of, you know, that, that all these teams were still um, in mm. the mix um, come the last round, but I, I just think for the integrity of the competition, there needs, you know, the genuine there needs to be a little bit, um, sort of, a bit more of a hard line. I think a top six, where uh, the top two teams get a week off, <coughs> and then the um, the other four play off uh, to play those guys in the semi final. I, I believe that's that's the way forward if we're going to uh, mm. stick with this Super Rugby Pacific co- uh, competition. So. Yeah, I think there needs to be a little bit of tweaking there, but I look from a Highlanders perspective and a Highlanders fan perspective, I'm stoked that we're in, we're, that we're in the mix this weekend, <laughs> um, even though it's going to be a, a real tough task. But there's an old saying, Dagger, that not always the best teams uh, win. So, you know, by far, you know, the Blues are a better team than the Highlanders. Mm. But, you know, rugby's a funny game, mate, and we've been involved in games throughout our careers where the best team hasn't always won. And I, I remember tipping up the Crusaders numerous times. We were definitely not the best team, um, you know, and who knows what could happen. The Blues could have an off day, and we've seen that probably in the last two weeks. They haven't played their best footy. And uh, the Hollanders, by no stretch, have played anywhere near to their potential week in, week out. And, and that's all they need to do next week is play to their potential, play one of the best games that they have all season. And the Blues to have a slightly off night, and they're on with a sniff. So... That's the beauty of uh, of finals footy and 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 of and of rugby, especially. Mm. Hey Joey, the um, the Blues played the, a good card on the weekend. I thought it showed them that uh, they have the depth there right across the board. Gave their players a bit of a rest, got them ready for the finals, and they're up against the Highlanders. Where where's the game won and lost for the Blues? Yeah, how good was that game? Eh? Like just Leichhardt Oval, Chocker, full to the brim, fifteen thousand. I think they had it there, or fourteen thousand. Just great to see the um, <clears throat> the Australians getting behind their side, and yeah, you're right, Kempe. Obviously, blooding in um, that that baby blue side, and then getting it done in the clutch. Um, that's something that you know past blues teams would have faded away and, and gone missing, um, and and the Waratahs probably would have won, run away with that game, especially if they had a field of a, a younger side. But that just shows the middle uh, that this team has this year uh, in terms of where it's won and lost. Um, Oh, look, Kempe, I know it's cliche, but it's always it's always up front. And it's always in that contact zone and the set piece. And um, uh, I think with the power that that blue side have got, I think the the, the loose forward battle is going to be um, a real interesting one for me because I think the Highlanders and uh, James Lynchus, uh, and Marina McKinley too, have actually punched well above their weight um, in the last month. They've been absolutely outstanding. And, I, and Shannon Frizzell played club rugby uh, down here in Dunedin in the weekend, and if Jimmy Lynch's shoulder is it right, they've got some real artillery there. So I think that's going to be a real good battle, mate. But I just think they might have a little bit too much power um, in that, especially in that front row. Eklund's playing some of the best footy he's played. He's definitely the form hooker of the competition, and um, with Tomofasi Nipo, um, and um, geez, he's just uh, it's gone it's gone missing uh, from my from my um, brain at the moment. But oh, but Carl. In, in their ranks, they're going to be um, they're going to be a tough ask up front, mate. And I, I also think, like I alluded to earlier with Izzy, 
the outside backs, there's just so many attacking threats for this uh, blue side. And if they can dominate up front, I think they're going to have a field day out wide. They've just got too many attacking threats for this um, for this Landers back line, who are, who are down on firepower. You look at their back three of, what was it in the weekend, Fatuli Pyre, um, um, Fabling, Fabling and um, Van Groot uh, against you know, the rocket ships that the Blues can produce, which could be a, a number of six players, um, probably isn't um, what you what you want to be going into a quarterfinal with, to be honest. Connor, come back. Um, Joey, would Connor go back to the fullback? Give him. I'd, I'd hope so. I, I don't mm. know. I, I'm not sure whether it was um, form related or whether it was an injury that he was missing in the weekend. I think it was form. Yeah. You'd expect that um, you'd want him in there instead of um, no disrespect to um, Van Gruten and Coombs Fabling, but I think we saw in the weekend that you know smaller men at, at this level when it, when when it, uh, you know guys are running on those outside channels, you need a little bit more bulk and size uh, behind you. So yeah, I'd expect him to come back into the mix, mate. Mate, what one one man you've played against many a times is Luke Romano. How impressed have you been with Lukey and his resurgence uh, up there at the Blues? Um, I still can't put it through my mind to see him in the Blues jersey, but <laughs> mate, he has been a phenomenon. Like, he has been so good up there, and you can just get a real understanding of the respect that the boys have for him. Zan Sullivan's post-match interview just saying, when he talks, we listen, and he's absolute champion, mate. Like For you, has he been impressing, impressing yourself? Oh, oh, I think his form has been outstanding. Some of some of the best rugby he's played, I reckon, um, Dagger. And I think he's loved that a um, little bit more responsibility in terms of the leadership. Like, um, obviously losing Paddy Toops um, to, to Japan to fill his pockets with Yen. And, and that, you know, they bring in a guy like him with all his experience and wealth of knowledge to mentor and, and guide those younger locks in that group. And I think you've seen the, the, um, the growth in those locks as well. And, um, yeah, I don't think it can be understated his his influence on that pack because, like I alluded to earlier, that teams used to question the the uh, maybe the, the the ticker of of a of a Blues pack. Um, probably over the last you know sort of five to ten years, they they'd go missing in in tough situations, and that's when teams knew that they'd have the upper hand and and they could come over the top because you know you you can't match them with talent, but when it came to getting down to the nitty gritty, they'd sometimes go missing, but I think with Luke Romano being involved in the team, they've um, they've risen to that challenge and they keep rising to that challenge and they're staying in these games that maybe in the past they've sort of gone missing from. So, yeah, I don't think you can understate his influence on that group and what he's done, especially for those young locks um, and mentoring them and giving them some real deep understanding of how to, I suppose, set up your week, um, how to set up the, the set piece and, and, They've been operating so really, really well, and, and we know he's got he's got some pretty funky ideas when it comes to to set piece time. Time, so I'd imagine Tom Coventry's up and having some um, some good challenging conversations and those strategy meetings when it comes to line out attack and defence. Hey, Joe, just you're talking about the coaches there. What where where do we see Leon McDonald in the mix now? I know there's a lot of talk about Razor and the future of Razor, but what about Liam McDonald? I know you know Joe Smith is Smith's in the. Um, mixed with the support coaching, but do you see Leon McDonald playing a big part in the future of New Zealand Rugby Union? Oh, without a doubt, mate. Um, obviously, the way he's, um, tr- like trans this this team of the Blues, he's transformed them into um, like well, 
what are they on? A, a 30, 12, 12 one win, win streak at the moment. He's he's um, phenomenal in what he's done and, and, and who he's developed, the, the players he's developed. Um, yeah, look, I, I was, I was lucky enough to be coached by Leon for a long, long time, and um, he has a brilliant way with players and a great understanding of what, what it takes to motivate young men and, and to connect with young men. And I think you're seeing the results with this blue side, which you know everyone struggled to to do um, for the past decade, and then he's he's had them for the last three years, and and he's turned them into um, potentially you know well you know a championship contender. So yeah, he's got to be in the mix, mate. I, I don't know like whether how he fits in. I'm not sure whether he's the next head coach, whether he's an assistant. I, I know he worked under Scott Robinson at the um, at the Crusaders, but then I, I don't know. Izzy might be alert, be able to allude to it a little bit more, but they might have had a falling out or something, Izzy? I don't know, but he seemed to just sort of leave there um, and then uh, come back to Tasman and not, and not do the Super Rugby stuff as well. So, yeah, I, I, he's got to be in the mix, mate. Him, Tony Brown, Jamie Joseph, I just hope, you know... Those guys are the, are the future of that of that coaching group, um, I believe, mate. Yeah, did I not tell you, Joey? I'll give you a call after this, mate. I'll give you a call and fill you in on all the gossip. <laughs> Sad guy. I'll give you a call, mate. Um, they, they can still work a team. They'll be they'll, they'll still be a partnership for sure. And I was coached by Leon McDonald, mate, and he really changed the way I approached defence, particularly. He's really um, he's got a great mind defensively. Loves bringing a lot of line speed, a lot of attitude, and some nice, interesting ideas, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show, Joey. But quickly, before I let you go, quarterfinals: Crusaders, Reds, Chiefs, Waratahs, Blues. Hollanders, Brumbies, Hurricanes. Give us your picks. Oh, jeez, cut you out of the Crusaders, Reds. Game it was. Um, it was Hurricanes v. Who are they Brumbies. Play? Brumbies. Brum, uh, yeah, the Brumbies will take that one. Chiefs will win, and Lulus, mate. The Landers are going to get it, get up. They're going to be the giant killers, <laughs> the king killers. You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Joey, Joey, as a fellow uh, past Highlander, mate, you've got my support. Good on you, brother. Joey, do they hand... And it'll be 13 plus two, boys. Do they, ha- <laughs> do they hand those patches out on you when you get into Christchurch Airport, Joey, do they? <laughs> oh, sorry, mate, I missed that because a bloody horn was going off my head. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry, you'll get it. Okay, yeah. mate, you're right, mate. Good on you, Awesome. Mate. Hey, Joey, thanks get on very the land, much, brother. Unload on the... Yeah. <laughs> quickly, Joe, quickly, Joe, you're obviously working for Sky Sport, but you're in, you're a player. He's a player agent too, Kimpy. He's he? trained to be a player agent. Yeah, is he? Um, see, that's what I mean. You can get him in Weepix packets now. See, he never lies. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Kimby, we could, we could do a deal for you, mate. Even you could get a deal off the door. <laughs> um, the, only, the only thing that's different between me and your players is I know what numbers mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Thanks, Joey. Good Cheers, guys. Love you, Cheers, mate. bro. Cheers, boys. Oh, Joey, well, yeah, mate. Like, he's... um. He's working with Halo Sport down there and uh, Warren Alcock, who's been at the forefront of the leading player agents for a very, very long time. And uh, Joey's, yeah, he's doing an awesome job. One thing he's great with is people. And, and you need an agent that's personable, they've got trust. Um, and yeah, he's, important. He's got that in. in and can talk lines. underwater with a mouthful of marbles. I might mm. go to the game Saturday night and I might, yeah. just, I might just go there just so I can be there at the funeral. Like, be no funeral. Uh, uh, you know, imagine 
the have Blues. You your, the, have you booked your final tickets to Christchurch? Yeah, yeah so blue? I'm down for the semi-final. Then I've booked flights for the f- weekend after that for the final uh, as well. Um, so that'll be good. <laughs> I, I can just, all of these Blues fans that have come out from their rocks, it only took a 13-game win streak for them to come out. And then the Highlanders send them home. Just imagine it. <laughs> it just it would be. I mean, I'm not saying it'll happen, but oh, Joey did. But so. imagine. But imagine. Thirteen plus. He didn't just say it happened. He said, "Get on them." Thirteen plus. Where do things, where do things you know, like, have happened? Pressure moments. Finals footy. There's no next week, boys. If you get it wrong. <laughs> scoreboard pressure. Scoreboard pressure. Landers up by twelve. Twenty-eight to go. Where do we go now, boys? Aaron Lot of Smith. Around. Lot of looking around. Going. What do we do here? What do we do now? There's only so much barking you can do. Ruff, ruff. Come on. Tell you what, the best thing they have going for them is they've got Bowden Barrett, who's won a Super Rugby yeah. title on the backs, and they've got Luke Romano, who's won about does a... He, m- does he start, Luke Romano? He, in a, in a pla- he has to. Mm. For that reason, when they start looking around, they need someone that's been there and done it. And a Super Rugby Trans-Tasman trophy, I'm sorry, doesn't count. They need someone that actually understands how to win those big games. Luke Romano, how far away is he from an All Blacks recall? Well, I was reading the comments yesterday uh, on Facebook under Luke Romano's uh, Man of the Match moment, and everyone was saying, pick him for the All Blacks, yeah. pick him for the All Blacks, get him back in there. Yeah. I'm like, going, wow, is he? he's done that much. He's impressed that much. And look, you just... You've seen him after the game, mate. Bleeding face, Loving saying it. all the right things. When you need someone to step up when they're down and out, he just bulldozes over four of them to score a try and change the momentum. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm pretty pumped for him, mate, eh? because he he um he did he didn't get the rub of the green down here uh, down in Christchurch for the Crusaders, and um, now they've got their own locking issues with a few injuries. So oh. He'll be sitting back in Newmarket in his brand new apartment laughing straight to the bank, old Lukey Romano. He's happy he is. <laughs> Drinking his latte with his oil skin and his red bands on, eh? Yeah, Up on Pond Snobby Road. Tw- walking down the street. <laughs> 22 away from eight. Well, he might get the last laugh yet. We'll see. 22 mm. minutes past eight. Hey, we've got the choices for him. Paul's still live in the app. SENZ app, head to your app store, download it, and uh, plug in there. We're talking about who's celebrating the most this weekend. Uh, there's lots of great options. The uh, Lima Sopawanga, of course, the Highlanders, Lee Thinnis, um, lots and lots of options to choose from, including the Newcastle Knights. Go have a vote after this. Paulie Mwadi, the party from tab.co.nz. 22 minutes past eight, here with Kim's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. 27 minutes past 8 o'clock. Uh, we've got tab.co.nz. It's Paul Mawati on the line. I'm just doing a quick scan to try and find Ryan Fox odds for uh, the US Open after his charge at the moment. But, Paulie, in the meantime, while I do that, my sources tell me that you guys copped an absolute hiding on that bone, the, uh, the power plays in the Queensland Derby. Pinarello, Dark Destroyer, top five, top four, $5, and then maybe $9 for Pinarello to win Dark Destroyer, top four. How's it in there this morning? How's the mood? Yeah, um, it's not the worst, to be fair. Uh, we're still floating above water, but, uh, well, what a masterful ride by Lee Thinnis. Um, absolutely sensational. Um, and, and well done to all the connections as well. Just a wonderful, wonderful Group 1 win over in Australia by Pinarello. It was very it was very good. Hey, I don't think you've got Ryan Fox in the US Open market, mate. We need to fix that. He's on fire. I'll get. I'll send a message through to the bookies. 
Yeah, would love oh, that. Because you you know yeah. you know that people will climb into it, and that could be quite good for you. And uh, the people that climbed into the Newcastle Knights are feeling happy. They are feeling very very happy. In fact, I had a look at the book just before kickoff, and the Knights had uh, been uh, backed into favouritism. They're around a dollar eighty two. Uh, just before kickoff, and the uh, Warriors had drifted out from around a dollar sixty-two uh, on Monday last week out to a dollar ninety-two just before kickoff. So, um, yeah, the money was on, and although the Warriors got off to a good start, um, they couldn't finish it off. They've got a few problems, but punters who backed the Newcastle Knights rejoiced. Um, and we've got the Warriors odds up for this week. Uh, not a lot of action on them uh, today, to be fair. They're $2.18 to beat the Manly Seagulls at $1.65. A few a few problems, Paulie. Uh, that's very nice of you, to put it that way. Um, what are the Highlanders paying, I wonder? <laughs> Joe Wheeler's, Highlanders are paying 8 bucks. <laughs> Have you had a look? Joe Wheeler's already said 13 plus. So he's wanting people to go in there to tip the blues up. Imagine the funeral would be up here in Auckland, uh, Paul. Oh, and it would be an absolute choice because the Blues have consistently been the best team um, throughout this competition. But if you do like, if you like Joe and you like the Highlanders 13 and over, they're paying $16. Yeah, save your money. Hey, honestly, let's uh, talk a little bit about the origin that's coming up too with, with New South Wales naming their team uh, last yeah. night. Four deputants. Uh, in Madison, of course, a couple of uh, centre pairings in Crichton and Katoni Staggs also on the side. Uh, who's Who's got the money at the moment? Have you guys opened the book up on that yet, Paulie? Yeah, game one. Uh, New South Wales, $1.54. Queensland at $2.40. Uh, the points start minus four and a half. New South Wales at $1.90. Uh, we've taken money uh, early on uh, on New South Wales. Uh, so they're the best back team so far in that state of origin game one. Of course, uh, the Queensland side named later tonight. So once they name their team, uh, I, I think we'll get a, a better sort of gauge on uh, how both teams sort of match up. And then I'm sure we'll see uh, a, a lot more interest in Queensland once their team has been named. Beautiful, Paulie. Appreciate you. TAB.co.nz. Download the TAB app today to uh, oh, punt on the go, wherever you want to. R18, gamble responsibly, of course. We are 29 away from 9 o'clock. Stephen Elka, tied for the lead on the back nine, coming down the stretch in the Senior PGA Championship. How exciting is that? Harrison has just texted the text line. That reminds me. I need to sort you out, Harrison. I might need to send a deck collector to get a box of Spates Ultra off you. Um, I've got those. <laughs> I've got those. Those Miami Heat, Boston Celtics ticks loaded away. So don't try to wiggle out of it. It's all right. We'll win the series tonight uh, anyway. Boston Celtics. So don't feel, feel too bad about it. As you don't shake your head. Twenty-eight away from nine. Back after Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. SNZ, it is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, 26 minutes away from nine. We've had the IndyCar 500 this morning. Scott Dixon got a penalty that crippled him while he was in the lead with about 20 laps to go. Scott McLaughlin's hit the wall. Uh, We've had Chico Perez in the F1 win at Monaco. His first Monaco F1 made him the most successful uh, Mexican driver as well. So that was pretty cool news. And Steve Alka is flying down the back nine. He is in a share for the lead. 
before we finish today, guys, this is very exciting. We are going to announce one of the two winners for the ECNZ Silver Collar Race Day. This is a full hospitality package, uh, a reserve table in the grandstand. So whoever's in the dog box, we're going to hook someone up today in our show. And then later on in drive, they're going to do, announce the other winner. So we're going to do that in not too long as well, which is very exciting. We're going to make somebody's day, and that's always a fun a fun moment when you can give somebody something. The Choices Flooring Roomview program takes the guesswork out of choosing flooring. Upload your favourite floor today. The question was, who's going to have the biggest celebration, the biggest party? Kempi, Lima, Sopwanga and Leon, Lee Thinnis, the Highlanders, the Newcastle Knights. Who do you think's won? Leith. In a landslide. 58% of the vote, is he? Into Leith Thinnis over there, absolutely... Um, Getting on that plane, a very sore human today. <laughs> Landslide, and we picked. The, I can't wait to chat to Jess. His, uh, his beautiful wife is going to come on the show shortly, and just maybe we can get a little lead in, <laughs> just a little something to just really excite us into our uh, next part of our day of what Lethal's been up to. And also, I want to chat to her about her proudest moment with Leith, you know, you know, 31 Group 1s, was it that? What was the other moments in his career? doesn't always have to be about the big moments, times where he's come over, overcome things back at home, or just, yeah, get a real inside look, just to the, the Leith in in his career. So looking forward to that shortly with, with Jess. Yeah, great call, Izzy. And um, Jess has got a funny story why she didn't end up over there as well. So we'll hear from her about that. <laughs> Brett has come through. Hey, big shout-out to Jimmy, our boy self-assured in the Auckland Cup. Oh, he yes. was so good, Brett. Um, Tony Hurley, he did nick us the Sunday Sun pacing for Permapus Multi, though, because oh. the genius, Tony Hurley, he... Well, he got it right this time, didn't he? And um, he is the GOAT for a reason. And Lester Piggott, RIP. Yeah, Charlie, great point. Mm. Probably the greatest jockey of all time, actually. And Smithy and me spoke about him on Mount Rushmore last week only. So he passed away. So thinking of... 4,000 wins. Oh, he, Four and a half hours. Wow. Mate, like a, an icon. Really mm. pretty much the jockey, you know? Nine Epsom derbies. Yeah. Yeah. He would have got paid. <laughs> yeah. Peace. I will, yeah, there's that, that as well. And um, mm. we'll find out what Leith's going to do with his winnings if he's going to sit on them as a retirement fund or maybe buy another boat from Jess after this. Jess Innes, not far away, talking Leith or Leith Innes retirement. And of course, our silver collar. If you text dog over the last wee while, our silver collar prize announcement. So make sure you keep glued to the radio and glued to your phone for that. 23 away from none. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Penarello has taken over in the derby. Making ground coming through is Paternal and Southern Stock on the outside. Dark Destroyer's running home as well. And also Ting Tong on the outside. Penarello and also Paternal. Penarello, Paternal, Southern Stock and Kabosh is running home late. The inside here, Penarello, Paternal, Penarello, Paternal. They hit the line of the derby and Penarello, Penarello. Won the derby from Paternal. It's a photo third, or Dark Destroyer. Oh, it's a Group 1 story for New Zealand. They're like gold dust winning in Australia. It's so hard to do. Cambridge stud colours. Roger and Robert trained. Lethal, Lethinus ridden. And then the whip drop. Gone. Retired. Jess Innes, you work with us here at SCNZ. Wife of Leith. Much more than that. Mother to Leith's children. Must be pretty proud. <laughs> yeah, no, look, it was a huge thrill. Um, I watched it with my mum and, and the kids, and it was hilarious, actually. We've got a really funny video um, of my mum just screaming at the TV. I think she thought if she yelled at the TV enough, to, and Todd, this 
the horse that was closing in um, that the horse would slow down and then um, yeah we had a, a great call from Danielle Johnson as well as soon as they crossed the line and she said to me that um, her parents dogs were scared out of the room because she was hitting, <laughs> hitting, the, hitting the coffee table so hard um, no but it was just an awesome obviously fairy tale ending for for Leith and um, great for uh, to get that win and, and ride like that for Brendan and Joe Lindsay who have been incredible support to to Leith and our family over the last you know eight years or so. We'll talk to you about the ride, um, Jess, because you've watched so. Look, the thing about you, Jess, is you know you're racing as well. So we'll talk to you about the ride a little bit later on. But have a listen to this. Leith got on the phone to Andrew Bensley afterwards, and we'll see if he's telling the truth here. Told my wife first, and then uh, told uh, <laughs> Brendan Lindsay uh, that hey, that's it. I, you know. I, I've had a pretty good career, and uh, to come out and win a Group One race, especially the Derby over here, you know, I've based myself here for five weeks with a view of, you know, you don't want to believe in fairy tales, but hey, it's happened, and I've made the decision. So it is a fairy tale. But was he on the phone to you, or did he send you a message, or how did it play out? <laughs> no, I, I, he was actually on the phone. I think that could be the truth, because he rang twice, and then he was like, "Where's your? why have you not by your phone? <laughs> um, because he said, look, you know, that's, that's me, I'm done. And, um, yeah, look, it didn't surprise me, because he's been thinking about this for the last 12 months, and then, you know, had a bit of a freshen up over COVID, came back, kicked off to a good start, and started enjoying it. But um, it was certainly, I think, otherwise he would have only gone through to sort of Cup week next year anyway, so I guess he just decided in that moment that that was the right time, and uh, yeah, I think we're all really proud of him, and um, I know that he'll go on to do good things, um, whether that's you know directly with horses or some way, shape, or form in the industry. But you know, he loves the horse um, so much as as anyone does that works in racing. You really have to, um, and also just has so many great great friends and connections. So we'll see what happens. Hey, hey Jess, is he here? I'm, I'm up in I'm in Hamilton at the moment. You can't see me, but I'm behind you. I can see you. Nice. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, look, you're on the other side. You're on the other side of it. We hear a lot about the jockeys and, and their careers, but as a partner and as as a mother of the kids on the other side of it, what kind of journey has this been for you? Hey, look, it's been awesome. Um, it's been great in, in lots of ways. I mean, the kids have... Um, They've 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 always been really proud of their dad, and they've got to go to the odd race days. Um, I think the thing that'll be quite different for us though is well, Friday nights at home because that can mm. be quite a grumpy night um, when he's losing all the weight. Um, but also just things like you know never can eat on Christmas Day because you've got the big Boxing Day races, and you know we don't have a typical family summer holiday at the beach. I guess Leith kind of always misses out. I've always tried to keep doing things like that with, with the kids um, anyway. But, yeah, that side of it will be um, be different. He can come to their, their games of netball and rugby on Saturdays and, mm. and things like that, which will be really cool. Talking about the weight, we know the story about our mate Butch Castles when he jumped off that plane from Dunedin after going to uni. His mum didn't recognise him. He was a <laughs> halfback when he went down. He was definitely a prop when he came back. Is the same thing going to happen to Leith? Is he going to let himself go or are you going to keep him in tow? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that when they've fasted for that long, for so many years, I just don't think that he will necessarily start eating lots. Like he never really, even when he doesn't have to waste. So I guess a jockey's weekend is a as a Sunday, Monday. Um, but he never really ever has um, three meals in one day, for example. So I don't think that he will blow out. Um, but actually, you mentioned Butch Castles, and uh, yeah, I had a, an, a bit of an emotional chat with him and, and his wife, Tess, mm. um, straight after the race, because he's obviously played a massive part in Leith's career. 100%. He managed him for 
uh, I want to say 13, maybe more years. Um, and he's still, you know, a real mentor and a real voice for Leith day in, day out, right throughout his career. So, yeah, there's lots of special people. They might be hitting down the Waikato, then, eh? Yeah, might yeah. Be, might be working for him somewhere yeah, yeah. down there. <laughs> totally, yeah. Well, what about Jess? What's, what's your proudest moment? Your proudest moment? It doesn't have to be on the horse. Your proudest moment of Leith Innes over the last couple of years, you know, one that really stands out for you. Yeah, I mean, I guess probably it is racing. I mean, uh, Aegon winning Karaka Million was really oh, special. Yeah. Um, mm. Leith's dad is a horse trainer and, you know, he's never had a Christmas day with us because he's based in Macedon. You can't get staff, can't afford to pay staff. Um, and um, and just works every morning and, and night tirelessly with the horses. But it was really special, um, that Karaka Million in, in particular, I think, because um, his dad was there and his brother and... And people that just couldn't often get to the races to see him. So that was a really special moment. And of course, I mean, look, that Saturday was amazing, without a doubt. So, yeah. Lots of support you guys have had through, and you guys have given back so much to the industry as well. You, you've worked in the industry yourself, Jess, for a long time. Um, the ride was wizardry. It was, you know, I spoke to Leith beforehand, and he, you could tell he was anxious because he knew the job he had, but it was just all instinct. It was everything he ever learned in his career culminated in one ride. Gut instinct, strength, just, um, you know, he's just such a, he just wants it so badly. He's just such a competitive guy. And you could just see that as he was pushing Pinarello over the line in those colours for Brendan and Joe Lindsay. It was just a great moment for New Zealand. Today, and we'll leave it here, we put him in a poll who celebrated the most and there was lots of celebrations over the weekend. Are you allowed to say what your daughter said to you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, my daughter just called because she goes, oh, is dad even flying home tonight? He just wasn't even making sense on the phone last <laughs> night. And I worked out it was only 7 o'clock in Australia. I was like, oh, well, darling, yes, it was a big day for dad yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't make sense normally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was a bit of a hard case, but he's home, hopefully. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey just, just talking about the next step, we know that you've got that, um, that golf cart business that you're going around to events and stuff what's in the what's in the pipeline for you two yeah so the golf cart business is, is really I guess what you'd sort of put as a bit of a side hustle it's just busy through the summer months when the big music festivals etc are on um yeah I don't know I mean I, I guess Leith will work through that um I, I can only imagine him staying in the industry because it's it's mm. all you've known from mm. 15 years old and you know I think he's got a lot of kind of skill sets that he could apply across other you know across other um, areas of, of the industry as well mm. so I'm sure that that will oh, he'll be tipping them to us now don't worry about <laughs> that he'll be, he'll be... I'm not sure that's a good thing though <laughs> yeah that's right alright it's uh, 10 away from 9 Jess thanks so much for coming in and, and sharing some stories well and, done Jess yeah, congratulations cool. to the whole family oh, thanks guys awesome cheers there you go Jess Innes wife of Leith, um, Leith's retirement congratulations mate and hopefully we'll catch up with him sometime this week silver collar winner after this when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.